Sharon, come in. They've got me pinned down with gunfire. I'm outnumbered and outgunned. I've taken cover behind a large rock. Sending my coordinates. Hang tight, soldier. I'll get you out of there. Where's my air support? Sam is dealing with a pesky flock of seagulls. What? Now? At a time like this? Well, one stole his fries. You know how people get when that happens. No, I don't. What can I say? He's hangry. He's up there doing barrel rolls for cheesy fries? Well, I'm down here getting my ass handed to me? Sit tight, Buck. I'll get you out of there. Somehow. Did you just... Did you just say somehow? Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. They've got a rocket launcher. Get me the f*** out of here! Sharon! They're coming in here with some really big guns. How big? What do you mean, how big? Like big or big big? The second one. Sam, do you have eyes on Bucky below? Can't see, Sharon. There's gunfire and explosions everywhere. Is he even still alive? Yep, alive. Bucky. Bucky, come in. Give me a status report. Bucky. Big attack button. Feral cats and ill-tempered field mice. Negative, boss. Those are ferrets. They're all over the place. I don't give a damn what they are. Get them off of me. Sam, drop the cheesy fries at these coordinates to lure them away. That's a negative. I'm not dropping my cheesy fries. I fought too hard for these. Just do it, soldier. That's a direct order. Uh, sugar. Who died and made you, boss? Nick Fury. Oh, damn. You heard that? Yeah, I heard that, Sam. You forgot to mute your mic. Embarrassing? You guys have got to be kidding me! Why am I the only one being fired at? I'm out of ammo. That's it. Engaging the enemy hand-to-hand. Negative, Buck. That's a suicide mission. Hang tight. I'll circle back. And when the smoke clears... No, hmm? no, 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 no! I'm tired of waiting. Time to do this White Wolf style. <sighs> Hold your position, Buck. I'm coming in. Seriously? All this time I was getting owned, and that's all you had to do? If you want to know the truth, I locked the keys in the Hummer, and I had to call a locksmith. Oh, no. I can't. I just can't with you. I got eyes on Bucky now, Sharon. Dropping my entire payload. Fire in the hole! No, that's a negative, Sam! Targets have been neutralized, Sam! No no no, no! 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 Do you have what you perceive as a horrible boss? Or is the tough love and leadership style of your boss or supervisor a blessing in disguise that will ultimately bring out the best in you? Today we use an example from the hottest series on streaming to determine if certain leadership styles are toxic, just a bit too much, or necessary evils to bring out the best in employees. Now let's assemble. Check out my feature on the entertainment website looper.com as a Marvel expert on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Links in the description. Testing, testing, check. Design your decade, an interactive podcast for the modern professional. Welcome to your journey to the C-suite. Welcome to another episode of the DYD podcast, your mini masterclass in career building greatness. I'm Roseanne Santos, bilingual keynote speaker, certified Gallup strengths coach, executive trainer. And do you have a horrible boss or does your own boss deserve employee of the month? And is it possible to be both? And I'm Rio Rocket, motivational speaker, marketing and brand strategist, actor, entrepreneur. 
And if you're not watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then what the heck are you doing with your life? We're going to keep this episode as spoiler-free as humanly possible. Today's episode is about leadership styles and the ability to lead teams of people successfully to accomplish a task or a series of tasks. A mission. Some people take well to strong, bold leadership styles, and some people prefer their boss to be a little more hands-off. Sort of a, give me a set of instructions and just let me work. Well, as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier has the media world buzzing, one character in the story, Sharon Carter, makes an appearance in the series that's all the talk. Okay, so who is Sharon Carter? A quick run-through. Background. Sharon is the niece of Peggy Carter, a heroic freedom fighter during World War II who has shared many adventures with Captain America. Once Cap disappeared and was assumed dead, Peggy returned home and told Sharon many stories of Captain America, which inspired Sharon to become an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. So there's two versions of Sharon Carter. In the comic books, she's also known as Agent 13, served as a CIA agent, part of the Secret Avengers team, and served a brief term as executive director of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point. Carter and Captain America were close and also began an investigation of the Winter Soldier together. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, TV and film, Sharon's background remains about the same, but she follows a slightly different path. A notable event she had a hand in was when she assisted Steve Rogers in turning over his team's equipment, which indirectly sparked the devastating Avengers Civil War. Her involvement with Rogers would cause her to go on the run after being branded an enemy of the state by the U.S. government. Carter would then flee to the fictional city of Madripoor and establish herself firmly in the criminal underworld there. In Falcon and Winter Soldier, she eventually runs into Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, and Zemo, which they rely on her heavily to complete their mission. Trivia. Sharon was snapped out of existence by Thanos in the blip, only to return five years later. Very clean, no spoilers. Sharon's character is much more prominent in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier than in previous Marvel films. They've taken her character to a new level and developed her into a real boss. But some may say her leadership style is a bit questionable. But is it really? Well, if you look at leadership styles from the simple point of, did the task get done? Is everyone still walking, breathing with all their appendages? Yes? Well, then she must be a great boss and a great leader, but not necessarily. The impact certain types of leadership have on their team also matters. Sharon does things in a way that, let's just say that she gets things done by any means necessary. Now, while this may make for great cinema, in real life, there could be dire consequences. In her defense... She was always there for Sam and Bucky when they needed her, even if it played to her own agenda. The end result is what matters. She has knowledge, connections, and gear out the wazoo. She's highly skilled, fearless, and a great negotiator and tactician. Sharon is a sure shot with a handgun, can sneak into anywhere and get her hands on anything. Chances are, if you're a superhero who has lost any of your equipment, she's got it stashed away somewhere for a rainy day moment. Does this sound like a boss or teammate you'd like to have? I sure wouldn't mind. I'm going to go ahead and nominate her Employee of the Month for being able to pull off what she did by the end of the series, which I'm not telling what it was. But what she does afterward, in whatever sequel there may be, Captain America 4, wink wink, may just get that award retracted from her in spectacular fashion. You know what that sound means. Top 5 Leadership Styles in Comic Book Fiction Democratic Leadership 
This type of leadership is shared between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers and is on display in most Avenger films. Autocratic leadership. Most villains display this type of leadership, such as Darkseid or Thanos. But Professor Xavier could be considered one, too. It may resemble a dictatorship because all dictators are autocratic leaders, but not all autocratic leaders are necessarily dictators. Strategic leadership refers to a manager's potential to express a strategic vision for the organization or a part of the organization and to motivate and persuade others to acquire that vision. Now we've hit the nail on the head with Professor Xavier and Magneto. They both have a vision for their organization and need everyone to buy in. Bureaucratic leadership is a system of management where employees are made to follow specific rules and lines of authority created by superiors. Think Aisha, the golden high priestess of the sovereign in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Transactional leadership is someone who values order and structure. They are likely to command military operations and manage large corporations. This is exactly the type of leader Nick Fury is. Leadership style is a huge part of what I discuss with clients and in trainings that I have facilitated that I do with teams. There is a lot of literature around some of the most common styles, democratic leadership, autocratic leadership, laissez-faire, strategic, transformational, transactional, coach style, bureaucratic, service leadership. I myself lead using the coaching style. Surprise, surprise. But I also see myself as a servant leader. A servant leader is about more than just service to people or your company. It's about commitment and mission-driven philosophies toward your work. It takes your leadership beyond the metrics and holds space for the story. So leadership is not one-dimensional. There can be times when a job requires, say, transactional leadership. If you get audited, servant leadership and coaching may not fit the bill. There are tasks that need to be completed and transactions required to keep the lights on. Another aspect of leadership is how you execute. Whether I am a coach or a bureaucrat, both have micromanagers or autonomous managers. So even within each leadership style, there isn't one type. Not all coaches allow their teams to be autonomous. It may be likely, but not a rule. Same for a bureaucratic leader. In my opinion, the key to good leadership is being flexible, nimble, adaptable. In addition, not all staff members are created equal. I understand the need for fairness, but you also have to meet people where they are. And this requires adaptability, the ability to read a room, and open-mindedness. What Joe needs from me as a supervisor may be a little different from what Lisa needs from me. So there is a delicate balance that good leaders are mindful of. What kind of leader are you? What kind of leader do you gravitate to? Be sure it's not a cult leader, okay? I am not sure I feel strongly about Sharon Carter's leadership style or collegiality. She isn't necessarily my go-to role model, but what she is, is great at the key skill of adapting. And we'll wrap this leadership episode up with the health tip of the day. Health tip of the day. What is CBD? What is it used for and what is it not? Cannabidiol or CBD is one of at least 400 different molecules called cannabinoids in the cannabis sativa plant. CBD can come from marijuana or hemp varieties of cannabis, but it's more abundant in hemp. While CBD is a component of cannabis, it by itself does not cause a high. It shouldn't be confused in any way with THC, which is another cannabinoid that we associate with cannabis or marijuana that does cause a high. According to a report from the World Health Organization, in humans, CBD exhibits no effects indicative of any abuse or dependence potential. 
To date, there is no evidence of public health-related problems associated with the use of pure CBD. CBD is legally sold in the U.S. and is used to treat anxiety, pain, and insomnia, those things which are also very common in the United States. It may or may not be legal within every state, so check your local state laws. And keep in mind, things are changing rapidly and moving towards full acceptance of these types of products. There's three types of products on the market that you should know the difference between. Full-spectrum CBD, broad-spectrum CBD, and isolate CBD. Full-spectrum CBD means nothing is taken out. It has a wide range of cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids. It also contains a small amount of THC. The federal THC allowance is 0.3% or less, but some products out there may contain a little more if the CBD in a full-spectrum product is sourced from marijuana and not hemp. Check the label and read the lab report. People like full spectrum because of the entourage effect that occurs when the CBD is teamed up with other compounds. It also means it's minimally processed and closer to its natural form. But be careful because if there's too much THC, you may feel somewhat of a sensation of being high and your chances of having a positive drug test increase. Broad spectrum CBD has a diversity and abundance of cannabinoids and other compounds but usually is processed in a way so that there will be an absence of THC. This keeps the CBD extract within the federal allowance, making it easier to travel with your CBD and there won't be any psychoactive effects. With little or no THC at all, you won't get high in any way and a positive drug test will be very unlikely. Again, read the label, check the lab report. Isolate CBD is just cannabidiol or CBD all by itself. It's the cheapest and easiest type of CBD to produce and dominates the marketplace for this reason. There's no THC, no psychoactive effects, no risk of a positive drug test. It's tasteless, odorless, and fairly bland on its own, lacking the terpenes and flavonoids of broad and full-spectrum CBD. It's much easier to incorporate isolate CBD into products and recipes, and it's ideal for people trying CBD for the very first time. It also may not be as effective without the entourage effect, and you still have to check your state laws to make sure it's legal in your state. So a quick snapshot to wrap this up. Full Spectrum contains all the cannabinoids, including THC, terpenes, and flavonoids. Broad Spectrum contains all the cannabinoids, excluding THC, but also contains terpenes and flavonoids. Isolate, just the cannabidiol. Many products will vary in effectiveness, legality, smell, taste, cost, and availability. If you're looking to try CBD, then do your research and factor in all these components to find what's right for you. And that's our health tip of the day. For LinkedIn services to boost that LinkedIn profile, executive coaching for those in corporate structures, or creative coaching for those in creative fields, contact us at coaching at designyourdecade.io. For podcast-related correspondence, contact us at podcast at designyourdecade.io. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast, subscribe and share on your favorite podcasting platform. I thought about this a lot, Sam. Guys like you built this country, bled for it, and you deserve to fight for it as a symbol of strength, honor, hope, justice, and equity. I'm going to pass the shield on to you. Damn the shield, Buck. How about them cheesy fries you owe me? Such children. I bet they don't go through this on WandaVision. Yeah, well, 
I bet they don't have delicious-ass cheesy fries on WandaVision and either. that's probably a good thing. You're in rare form, Sam.